It's great to be here with you today on our podcast, His Heartbeat, a ministry of Crown of Beauty International, where your questions about life's challenges are explored through God's Word so He can renew and restore us in the truth of His love. His Heartbeat for you. Let's get started. Here's our host and good friend, Sue Coral. Hey, Sue. It's such an honor to be on this very first podcast episode with you of His Heartbeat. How are you feeling today? I am very excited. Yeah, I've been praying for a while for this moment, and it's finally here. And I'm excited to see what questions people, our listeners, send in Mm -hmm. that we can really be talking about these heart issues, these things that we struggle with in our walk with God, in our relationships with others, even our struggle with ourselves. So I know God's going to do a lot in our hearts Mm -hmm. through this time. Yeah, I'm very excited to give people a safe space to share things that they might not share with anyone or feel afraid to even vocalize so yeah i'm looking forward to that as well so what's our question today yeah well sue um i know that you're the founder and director of a ministry called crown of beauty international so do you mind sharing with us how this ministry got started I would love to do that. That's probably a good way to start out, isn't it? Rather than answering somebody else's question, like, what is this all about? So Crown of Beauty began in Asia in 2005, and I was really seeing women struggle. I was over there doing a ministry where I would visit with missionaries and full-time workers in that local country. And listening to the struggles that they were having and often they were very personal things like struggling to feel closer to God, struggling in their relationships on their team or in their church or in their marriage. They were going through depression. They were having a lot of anxiety and fear. There was so much going on that honestly, Nance, they weren't even able to do the ministry. And so I really had a burden to help with that because that's kind of my story that I, without too much detail, but I was born with a very, very severe cleft palate, Uh, no nose, no upper lip, no palate, uh, problems with my heart, with my breathing, and I wasn't even supposed to live, but Long story short, the Lord really used my mother, who was a nurse at the time with pediatric children, Mm. and she took me home instead of having me die at the hospital because I was dying, and she rigged up something to get food into me and able to helping me to be able to suck a bottle, and because it's just a big hole, you know, it's kind of amazing what she did. And got me strong enough that she took me back to the hospital. They operated. And that was sort of my childhood, 26 operations for 15 years. Every summer when I was younger, several times a year. And it it was really hard. For a long time. Yeah, but even the hospitalizations were hard enough. There's a lot of wounds and fear that came out of that. But the harder thing was when I started school. And the kids would tease me and tell me that I was ugly, that I was rejectable, that I was a freak, you know, and it was an everyday affair. I come home crying and 
and that just went on for years to where I really came to believe that that was true about me, that I am unlovable, rejectable, ugly. Mm. And that lie became my truth. And that impacted how I behaved with others. I had lots of walls up that went all the way into my adult life. But after I started really walking with the Lord, and I'm sure that'll come up in other podcasts about that, but Mm -hmm. God just one by one started healing those wounds and restoring my identity Mm -hmm. in Christ and learning how much he loves me, how much he accepts me, that I am beautiful because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. My favorite passage is Psalm 139, 14. And that passage talks about how fearfully and wonderfully made. But that was my least favorite passage for years. Even as a Christian, I became a Christian as 15. But I really couldn't embrace that passage until I was about 31 or two. And I was already have been in Christian ministry for like eight years. But that affected my relationships on my team with trying to date guys, you know, it's it's really tough. Mm -hmm. And so the Lord just began to heal my heart and restore me. And the main way, Nance, was by showing me lies that the word of God says something completely opposite and helping me to reject those lies in prayer and begin to walk in the truth Mm. by praying those over and over and learning about spiritual warfare and just rejecting all that stuff that the enemy was using to immobilize me. And the result was that by the time I uh, really started getting that freedom, I started doing ministry to women and discipling women and finally launched the Crown of Beauty ministry in 2005. Okay, wow. So it sounds like a lot of what goes on in this ministry comes out of your personal story Mm -hmm. and the things that the Lord has showed you that you needed freedom from Mm -hmm. in your own life to walk in victory. So could you, Sue, share with us, though, specifically, what's the vision of Crown and Beauty? Right. So our vision, and I say our because now we have group groups of women all around the world who are involved with this ministry and teaching at conferences and leading discipleship groups. I have a Bible study written. I have other discipleship materials that women can use. And so our mission is really to help women identify lies, sin, shame, and strongholds and get free from that and begin to walk in the truth of who they are in Christ, who God is, because we also believe lies about him when we go through pain, struggles, and trauma, and be set free from those lies, walk in the truth so that they can be all that they were created to be Mm -hmm. in order to bring glory to God. That's really beautiful. Mm. I noticed, though, it's not just called Crown of Beauty, but Crown of Beauty International. Mm. So how does that international piece fit in? 
Well, it's really interesting because most ministries by an American begin in America and then they take it overseas. Mm -hmm. But ours began in Asia because that's where I lived for 23 years. And so I began that in the Asian culture and helping house churches. It was a closed country. And so from there, developing it all the way, that's where the Bible study started. That's where the conferences started. I began to train women in my city. We had 63 women trained. And then we began to train some of the missionaries there of other countries and they were going. So it started in Korea from a bunch of the Korean missionaries. And then I got invited, Nancy, to go to Africa because years before I had been invited with a group of women to go on a short-term ministry and mission. And I kept in touch with the director. And he then became the national director of Uganda with crew. And so he invited me to come. He'd been getting my newsletters of mm-hmm. what God was doing and do it in Uganda. Wow. Well, boy, they loved it. <laughs> it was awesome. We, we have now gone to nine of, they divide the the nation into 10 regions, their, their ministry. And we've gone to nine of them and we've trained hundreds and hundreds of women, how to use these materials, how to put in conferences, how to disciple women. And so our next goal is to get them to be missionaries Mm. and go to other African nations and take it there. So then in 2016, I moved back to the U S to help my mom, who is now a widow, and to help my kids get used to college because they had never lived in America. And my daughter in particular is very Chinese. We have a joke in our family that she's an egg because she's yellow on the inside and white on the outside. (laughs) She's fluent in Chinese and she feels like she's Chinese, but everybody looks at her and goes, oh, what a cute little white girl, you know? So it's, it's been challenging. So we really felt that we wanted to be here for her to help her in that adjustment. Well, the good thing in that is it's allowed me to develop the ministry here. In fact, as you know, Nancy, you and your mom uh, were my first teammates. Hoo-hoo. And Nancy, you've been awesome to serve alongside with me. And especially, it's so fun traveling with you. So the doors of, are opening up in America, but they're also opening up in other nations, right? Mm-hmm. Can you list some of the nations? I can. All right. Um, so Lebanon. Yes. Uganda, as you just said. Uh, Bangladesh, uh-huh. uh, Cuba, Fiji, Bermuda, Thailand, Thailand. Yeah, I think right now those. Yeah, are... and you were telling me that one of your favorite stories is one from Thailand, which you yes. didn't get to go with me. No, but I started this ministry actually with this dear sister Maureen, who is from England. And we worked together for seven years, and then she moved back to England. But, yeah, so we went together to Thailand, and we had a connection with a man, a godly man. They call him a missionary, but he's indigenous, Mm. to go to the tribal people in the north of Thailand. So I didn't know what to expect, (laughs) but we ended up getting off the plane, getting in a Jeep and driving 
up <laughs> for eight hours wow. through dirt roads. And we get to where he lived. And basically, it's just covered forests with thousands and thousands and thousands of people who were refugees at one point from Burma, from, uh, okay. Myanmar. Okay. And so there are different people groups. So he's particularly reaching the Karen people. And they have 1,000 churches that he oversees. Wow. So he hosted a conference and he invited 350 women who there were one to two from each church. So we had many of the churches represented and they came in on motorcycles. You can't walk because of the tigers and the cobras. So they had to rent trucks, you know, all this, there's this, it's all dirt roads. And they came and, and we did the conference and that was exciting for leaders and gave them material to go back to their villages. But then he took me after that to one of the villages okay. and that night, Every villager came for me to share my story, wow. my testimony. Wow. Well, now villages aren't big, you know, but seriously, every person, old, young, male, female, children. And I shared with a translator, obviously. Well, it turns out there was an older woman, and I do mean older, you know, probably, yeah, she was probably 80, I'm going to say. Okay. But she had just lost all hope because she'd been trying and trying, trying to get her children, her grandchildren, probably great grandchildren or great, great grandchildren to walk with the Lord. And they just wouldn't, and they were giving her such a hard time and they were having hard lives because they weren't walk with the Lord. Mm. And it was a village that had a lot of Christian influence. So there were, there were believers there. There's mm. a church there. And she just lost all hope. Maybe they had really been harassing her. I'm not sure. But she was planning literally to kill herself oh that night. But she came because everybody mm -hmm. had to come. And the plan was after she would go kill herself. I don't know what her plan in that was. Well, she heard my story. And that particular night, the Holy Spirit led me to share that story more from my mother's perspective, what it was like for my mother to have this child born to her who was to die and to watch this child go through all these surgeries and be teased and all the things that I went through and her walking with me through that and God giving her strength in that. And mm. in the middle of it, she got, uh, actually I was quite young. I think I was four, aplastic anemia. And they told her that she had six months maximum to live. Oh, well, she ended up getting blood transfusions for seven years, like constantly. It, it was nearly uh, daily back then. Mm -hmm. And yes. she should have died from that. But after seven years, the Lord healed her. Wow. Yeah. And so she's just this model of faith for me. Mm. She's 89 now. But mm -hmm. anyway, as I'm, as I'm walking out and greeting people mm. with the translator, this old woman comes up. And she'd been in the doorway. Of course, I saw her. She didn't even sit. Mm. And she's crying and she tells my pastor friend to translate and she said I was going to kill myself tonight wow. but after I heard the faith that your mother and you had 
I know that I can trust God and that he's there for me. Wow. So this is the kind of ways that yeah. God works. So I'm so motivated to bring this ministry and equip other women, mm. you know, and it's not about Sue Coral. It's about God teaching us how to walk in truth mm. and reject those lies and walk in who we are in Christ and the truth of who he is mm-hmm. and how much he loves us. Mm-hmm. Amen. Sue, thank you for sharing that sure. story. Every time I hear it, it really just tugs at my heartstrings mm. because it's also a picture of how our stories and the freedom and the healing that God wants to do in our own lives mm-hmm. isn't just for us, but also yeah, for those right. around us. Um, so such a beautiful testimony to the mm-hmm. power of his word in this ministry. So, Sue, um, just kind of a final question for you today. Sure. You know, it sounds like you love teaching the Bible. You love Absolutely. holding conferences. You love these discipleship aspects. Why a podcast? What is your <laughs> heart for his heartbeat? Yeah. Well, I, I must admit, maybe it kind of got prompted because during COVID, we had 11 trips canceled. Is that right? Was it 11 or was it 11 more? 11 sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had such an exciting year, seven overseas, four in the U.S. Maybe a little crazy, but. <laughs> yeah, I know. We were probably overly ambitious, but um, hey, you invite us and we go, right? <laughs> and we're supposed to raise the funds for that because mm-hmm. we really focus overseas on very impoverished areas. And so we foot the bill Mm -hmm. and give these women not just a one-day conference but like three-day conferences and pay everything and and treat them right and give them great food and Mm -hmm. we want to pamper them because they never get this Mm -hmm. kind of treatment and we want them to really experience the love of christ and real quick sue how do you guys get those funds oh yeah I just have to say God, because I don't even know, Nancy. It just comes by people who come to our conferences and they want to donate or we're just getting all our social media stronger. So hopefully people might donate that way, like on the website or something. But I just feel like the Lord just does it. I do have six books that sell on Amazon. We make some income and at conferences, people buy them. But yeah, our heart is just to give. So right now we've been sending our my newest book for such a time as this into prisons. Wow. Yeah. So one prison, 140 women. They gave a copy to every single woman. That's and amazing. it's for such a time as this, walking through crisis, just helping them through that. Mm. So, yeah, COVID a little bit was like, oh, I miss teaching, <laughs> especially mm-hmm. in groups, you know, mm-hmm. and having a broader influence. And so I like listening to podcasts. I learned so much that way. When I drive my car, I listen to them and Uh, So I was like, hey, why don't we do that? Then we can reach a broader audience. The other reason is because overseas in Asia and in Africa, you, you know, you spread your influence through relationships. So you know this person, you know this person, you know this person. So I was busy all the time. I was Mm -hmm. constantly Mm -hmm. traveling. One of the places I was in was in China. And, you know, I didn't. You don't do social media there, you know, Mm, but somehow I'm just invited endlessly to 
this province, this province, this province, because everybody knows somebody, right? And when they're touched, then they go tell another, mm-hmm. and that other mm-hmm. might be in their hometown, and then they tell their pastor that tells the other pastors. There's also a lot more harmony, I think, a lot more unity among the church. It's okay. Yeah, it's not so much like, oh, well, you're this denomination, or... Or you're down the street, you know, you're not us, but there's really that unity. Whereas I feel with the Christian community in America, a lot of our unity comes through social media. Mm. That's where we connect with people outside of our church Mm. and within, but yeah. yeah. So I just feel like this is a way to bring unity among us. I mean, my dream is that we have a real community through this and we're really trying to develop our Facebook which needs that work to to be more of a community place to come Mm -hmm. and be a crown of beauty community where we can share honestly and openly it's hard life is hard and it can be really tough to even walking with the Lord, mm-hmm. not due to him, but he's awesome. But yeah, so. Yeah, yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. So if I, you know, as a listener mm-hmm. want to somehow be a part of this podcast community or send in a scenario, how would I do that? Boy, you might answer that better than me. I'm going to throw that back to you because, you know, I depend on all these young women who are good at social media and they're teaching me how to do all this. So on our website yeah so on the show notes for the podcast we're going to have our crown of beauty gmail account provided so which is just crown of beauty international crown of beauty international at at gmail.com yep but you can just click right on there and send us an email um, and the scenario through there we are also going to link some of our social pages, including our Facebook, where, as Sue just mentioned, we are developing more of those community pieces. So that is another great way to send in scenarios, but also be a part of this Crown of Beauty community. Right. And we have Instagram, too. We do. Crown yes. of Beauty International. And I have a personal one as well. But it's yeah. sue.coral.61.3 because our theme verse is Isaiah 61.3. Wonderful. Yeah. And again, all of those will be listed in the show notes, so easy to just click and head on over. All right. Um, but Sue, I'm so thankful to have this, again, opportunity to just hear about the vision of this ministry and your story and the ways that listeners can become a part of this community. So thank yeah. you for sitting down with us and talking yeah. about these things. And I look forward, we've already gotten some questions sent in that we will tackle starting next week question each week and some of these are pretty pretty challenging you guys you're Mm. challenging me so I'm Mm. out there praying okay I walk my dog and I pray and I ask the Lord how to encourage all of you listeners so if you have a question about the hard things you're going through and just walking with the Lord in that or difficult relationships please send those questions to us perfect thanks you all right see you next time all right take care Thank you for being a part of our community and tuning in. We would love to hear from you. Submit your own questions or comment on today's episode on the Crown of Beauty International Facebook group or email us at crownofbeautyinternational at gmail.com. 
push that subscribe button and leave us a review. Come back next Thursday as we go deeper into his heartbeat.